0: Welcome to the first season of 88 Speaks, the podcast created by 88Mind with the intention of destigmatizing and understanding mental health. We hope that these conversations make you feel less alone, inspire you, teach you, and encourage you to keep building the best version of you that there is. Meantime, please give us a follow on Instagram at 88mind underscore Mina and visit our website get88mind.com for updates about the startup. Thank you and enjoy. Hello again. Hello. How are you? How's the start of the week? Great. It's wonderful. I love that. That's the energy that I want to carry on for the rest of the week. And the week week after that.
1: And the week after that. (laughs) Every week. Every week. And when this year started, I found myself just involuntarily telling people 2023 is going to be great. Every time someone asks me, how are you? How's the new year? I tell them 2023 is amazing. And so, guess what? So far, it really has been amazing.
0: So, Steph, in your opinion, Yalla, big picture question, why would you say yes to therapy?
1: Because it's a crutch. It's something that's going to help you either take control of obstacles in your life or learn and prepare yourself on how to prevent obstacles in your life. So it could either be preventative or it could be a solution for whatever you're going through at the time.
0: Yeah. Also, I think just to add to that, like it is a tool to learn about yourself Mm -hmm. so much. If you're someone who, let's say, you know, you want to develop. A relationship with yourself or learn about yourself learn about behaviors your patterns it's such an incredible tool
1: yes to definitely. use yes who um, are trained and have studied this for years and years and have dedicated their lives to understanding how and how we can take control of our minds instead of letting it take control over us really do have the tools and certain skills and experiments that they can run with you not always on you, but with you. With you, you yeah. Together to discover things about yourself that you always know. The answer is always within you. And with yeah. the proper the proper guidance and a proper professional, you can definitely get to the best version of yourself.
0: Yeah. Mm. I think though, like, how do we, okay, how do we unpack this fear? Like, let's say it's the latter. How do mm. we unpack this fear of, confronting what you already know because in my eyes isn't that a wonderful thing to know for certain and then take action towards getting better or developing or growth I completely agree but sometimes people feel like when they
1: have too much knowledge and too much information they wouldn't know what to do with it and maybe it Mm -hmm. would it would confirm things that they didn't want. So for example, if someone feels like they might have ADD or if they feel like they might be going through depression and they ignore all the signs that say that, no, you really do have these things and you might need to control it or work with it so that it doesn't consume you in the future. They postpone and procrastinate validating it and confirming it in hopes that maybe it doesn't exist In hopes of basically tricking themselves into thinking, no, 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 I'm actually fine. I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. And that's sometimes fine if you really can handle it on your own. And if you really can oppose the negatives that come with it, then that's great. But some and most of us who end up in therapy get to a point where we can no longer fix it and control it and withhold it. So you need to start taking therapy before it consumes you.
0: Um. When would you know that it's time to seek professional help?
1: When your challenges are getting in the way of your daily life, whether it be your focus at work, your relationship with your friends or your family, or even your colleagues, your personal development, are you reaching your goals? Are you not? So, once Mm -hmm. it becomes an obstacle in any aspect of your daily life, then it's up to you. It's completely your responsibility to take control of your own life and say, All right, now I need to. Fix this. I need to become better at this.
0: Yeah. I think it's useful to also talk about the negative associations that people tend to associate with going to therapy as this place that you only go to when you're really, really struggling or you're re- like in a really, really dark place. Mm. And that's not necessarily why people go to therapy or why people benefit from therapy. Like it's also a tool that's used when you're doing fine like you don't have to be at the sickest mentally or at your worst mentally for you to go to seek therapy 100
1: percent. it's maintenance just like you take your car to maintenance every six months or every 12 months just like how you should be practicing some sort of exercise in order to maintain your stamina your endurance for anything that life might hit you with if you want to go out and you want to have your spine straighter for a longer period of time you want a stronger body for a longer period of time, people recommend that you do exercise on a daily basis. So why wait till, oh, you have a broken leg in order to start to learn how to start walking again? You can just make sure that your muscles and your bones are strong enough to withhold or or handle anything that uh, that might be thrown at you.
0: I agree. I think talking to someone that you don't necessarily know, for some reason, it's so much easier than speaking to someone that you know. Like I found that in my journey with therapy, Mm -hmm. speaking to my therapist, I would, I wouldn't be like ashamed or I wouldn't fear saying the extent of like what I was struggling with or what I was going through because I was like, this is a stranger who doesn't necessarily know me or the people in my life very well. They're getting like a snapshot of me, you know, for like an hour. And for some reason, having that voice that isn't in my immediate circle or Mm -hmm. in my familiar circle made me feel like, okay, this is a great safe space that I can go to and just like, you know,
1: speak honestly, speak vulnerably. Yes. And they have no personal uh, interference with you. So they're not gaining anything whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about like the different types of therapy for people that might not necessarily know what's out there.
1: Sure. Therapy, obviously, the most trusted and the most professional is the medical. So psychiatrists, counsellors, uh, psychologists, therapists who have PhDs, who have studied this their entire life, and they understand your brain activity and why it's wired the way it's wired. So that's the most traditional sort of form of therapy, the ones that people go to most of the time. And now the more modern, if you want to say, uh, type of therapy is life coaching. So it's basically as if it's someone holding your hand and walking with you through this life. So mm-hmm. these two are most prominent at this time. And some people start with the life coach and then they move on to a therapist when they feel like they need a little bit more of a medical uh, input. And then others really find their, their solutions and their results with the life coach. So I help them more with confidence, with specific career goals that they have. I help them achieve specific, maybe relationship goals or getting to a specific role at work than all. So it's very much goal-oriented. Like, what goal are you trying to achieve? We give you the tools as life coaches to get to it. Whereas therapy is more back-ended. So. If you're going through an issue at this point in your life, they try to help you dig back into the past to understand why you feel the way you do about certain things, why certain things trigger you, why certain things might hurt you, and how to learn how to take control of these emotions. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about seeking therapy in cultures that don't necessarily have enough room for it Mm -hmm. at the moment or it's just simply don't embrace it or don't recognize it as something that's you know real quote-unquote or useful to those people that might find themselves in whether it's cultures environments communities that don't accept therapy or don't support therapy let's give them a few like survival tips what should they do how should they go about it in your opinion um what would you say
1: so therapy is an extremely personal experience it's a point in your life where you are learning who you really are and why the certain obstacles in your way bother you as much as they do so first of all you need to detach from the people around you they may be the cause of these issues they might be the external factors that have encouraged the issues but at the end it's you and the issues that's it and you're trying to detach yourself from the community that may have influenced them. And learn, me, as Stephanie, or you, as Tureya, why are we bothered by these certain things? So it's not up to our parents, it's not up to our friends or our colleagues to tell us whether or not therapy is right or wrong for us. If we begin to consider therapy, it means that we, we need it. This is the first green light that this may be good for me. That could be the first step. Second step, you don't have to announce it. When you go to the gym, you don't have to tell someone exactly what you did at the gym and how many reps you did and who was there. <laughs> it's just your own time, you know? Like, okay, I finished work at 6, so I'm going to be at the gym between 7 and 8. If anyone needs me, I'll be back by then. Just like you dedicate one hour, let's say, minimally, a, a week to take care of your physical well-being, then you can dedicate one hour and go to a therapist. that the first therapist you you enroll with or start talking to will be the one for you
0: yeah it's like a small a small parentheses if you're listening to this is that your first therapist will most likely not be the one that you end up being with not the one yeah not not the one one. it's definitely a trial and error um it takes patience to find the perfect therapist but you will get there for sure 100 percent
1: so just like you're trying to find the perfect dress for an occasion or you're trying to find the perfect job or the perfect gym where you feel comfortable and not intimidated because i know i've been there then take your time finding the therapist if it doesn't work the first the second or the third time i repeat there's eight billion of us please do not give up when you're at the ratio of 0.0000001
0: definitely stay patient on this journey of finding your therapist Because it could get to a point where you feel tired and you give up. I've heard this so many times from just like family, from friends that have said, oh, like I've tried so many times. I haven't found anyone. So I'm just, I'm not going to go to therapy. My advice would be keep trying because at some point you're going to find the perfect person. It just takes time. Obviously, if you're super, super lucky, the first person maybe clicks and you're like, oh my God, I found my soulmate and a therapist. And then you end up. You know, having this like long-term relationship with your therapist, but in most cases, it's definitely a journey on its own to find someone that you feel like hundred percent comfortable with, safe with. If I were to
1: give you insight on how it would be, the first few times I went to therapy, I cried a lot, and I was I, I felt so much clarity at the same time. After a few times, of course, not in the beginning i feared being judged by the person in front of me until i realized this person probably has seen hundreds of people and heard hundreds of stories why is mine so special why should mine be the one that that oh they can't believe no i'm not that much of a i don't use the word crazy because it's it's not nice but yeah. some people when they're in that position they go like oh he's going to think i'm crazy or she's going to think i'm crazy But these people are trained and you need to trust them in the process. Like some people go bungee jumping and they jump with a complete stranger from a plane. Now that's trust. You're in a room. You're very safe. And you need to remind yourself and bring yourself back. Think of all your senses. Think of your sights, your smell, your touch. Where are you? And once you ground yourself, and this is also internal work that will come with therapy. They will help you get there as well. So if what I'm saying, you say, oh, I wish I could do that, but I can't.
0: And that's one of the benefits of therapy. If you can show up at the gym and get a membership, you can also show up for therapy, show up for yourself in a very different way, of course, but it's still showing up for yourself. And the right therapist will
1: never push you or corner you or make you feel like you need to speak up or you need to, there'll never be any of that.
0: Yeah. How do we know? Okay, this is interesting. How do Mm -hmm. we know if you're with the wrong therapist? Like what's the... Red flags your
1: physiology, your physiology will immediately react and you might feel immediately the energy is off their their communication the, the way they communicate will simply not match yours, just like anyone else, just like you're picking any
0: other person you need in your life yeah, definitely you'll know, but also if you've never been to therapy before, maybe you assume that that's how all therapists are but no, if you have a bad feeling or you, feel, you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel safe, that's not the right therapist and start looking to like to the next
1: yes, listen to your body, listen to your mind. are you at ease? Are you at peace? Do you feel safe?
0: Yeah, safety is probably the most important thing to like listen to in your body. Do yes, you feel safe with this person yeah, well I think when it comes to saying. Yes, to therapy. It all stems from this idea of safety, like yeah, because it asks so much vulnerability, yeah, you have to feel safe, yeah, so yeah. let's shift a little bit to how would we talk to someone or how would you talk to someone that you love mm-hmm. about therapy and encourage them to go with mm-hmm. a big, 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 big thing without offending them to seek therapy because. All I've right. been in this position. This is very tricky. It's not It's not easy to navigate. So let's help the peoples. Let's help the peoples.
1: <laughs> All right. So if I were to put myself in this situation, yeah, I'm going to make this personal. The last time I asked someone to go to therapy, I didn't ask them or tell them they needed it. I asked where they would have rather been at that point in their life. So they were lost. They didn't know what they wanted to do in terms of career. They were not doing well with their family whatsoever. Even their, them and their siblings, they just wanted to be alienated. They didn't want anything to do with them. So I asked them, do you feel like you have a sense of belonging? Since the career wasn't working, the family wasn't working, social life wasn't working. So I was like, do you feel like you have a sense of belonging? And they said no. And I said, have you ever felt like you had a sense of belonging? And they said no. So I said, oh, all right. So do you think that this is something that's always been there or it changed throughout, like, I don't know, from high school to university to, to work? You know, is it because you moved around a lot? Is it because you changed a lot? Why do you feel like you don't have a sense of belonging? Because I feel like that is the one thing that keeps me going And as Stephanie is that I feel like I belong to a community, whether it's my small circle of friends or my family or my work community. So they mm-hmm. said, no. And do you feel like that would solve all your problems? And then he said, yeah. And wow! I
0: said,
1: yeah, he said, yeah, I feel like that would solve all my problems because I don't feel like I belong anywhere. I was like, don't you think that there are professionals who can help you learn how to regain a sense of belonging or understand who you are? Like, who are you? What is your identity? He's like, yeah, you're right. And then I shared the story of another friend who got who got results from a therapist. So I didn't ask them to go. I made them raise their own question. And then I showed them someone else who got an answer from therapy. So I just put it out there for them. So I would never impose and I would never directly tell someone to go to therapy, but I would try to narrow down their problem or narrow down whatever it is they're going through. And then I would use a real life example to encourage them. Like, look, it worked for this person. Maybe it would work for you too. So that's how how I would try to get them to go to therapy.
0: I think it's hard though cuz the person that I'm thinking about comes from like a different generation and yeah definitely a more conservative background where yeah. when I told her that she should go to therapy it she became like very defensive and was you know basically was just saying like therapy is I'm not crazy like I don't yeah. have to go to therapy and I didn't know what to say. And I felt like mm-hmm. in that moment, I definitely offended this person, mm-hmm. but obviously, that wasn't the intention. Yeah. Like the my main narrative that I was telling this person was therapy is this amazing tool that yeah. will help you develop, will help you be the best version of yourself. But it is hard to speak because you're always you're always going to deal with, am I going to offend this person just because yeah. there's still negative associations that exist with therapy, Unfortunately, you know, someone
1: would always break the stigma in the household, in the family. Like it's gonna be us or our children or their children and hope, and now it's been our generation. Honestly speaking, in my closest circle of friends, we were the ones who broke the stigma. Everyone, all the millennials, yeah, the millennials. At least for me and my family, no one went to therapy older than us. We started it at our age and then the older people started seeing how We were becoming better when we were having panic attacks. We knew how to control them and control our minds. And then Mm -hmm. a few of us grew up in war in Lebanon in in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s (laughs) in Lebanon. They all have very, very, very strong anxiety that's inside them, like very, very, very deep inside them. And it never came out until a few years ago. So one of the people in my family it was very adventurous very courageous she would go everywhere she never complained she never needed someone to be with her all the time all of a sudden a few years ago when her kids started getting older she started becoming more anxious about the most random things and somehow she developed claustrophobia it came out of nowhere so out of nowhere and she's no well in way. her 40s she's well into her 40s so there was after i got my certification as a life coach i used a few tools on her and we traced back her claustrophobia to when her parents would leave to go to work during the war and they had to lock the doors on them so that they wouldn't leave and so that no one would come in. So, when the kids would stay at home, the parents would leave to work, they had to lock them. So, she always had a fear that if something happened during the war, if someone came to attack them, how would they leave the doors locked? But she didn't know this during her years of 20s and 30s. It only came back to trigger her in her mid-40s. And she couldn't understand why it took so long. And it's because when we're younger, we, don't, we are not really aware of the consequences and we repress these traumatic experiences. But then we learned that they had been projected on her daughter from a younger age. So now her daughter yeah. is older and she moved out and she's doing her own thing. So the mom has nowhere to project them anymore. So they're coming back into her and that's why she started hearing again. Isn't that incredible?
0: I want to say also from a personal perspective, something that I benefited from therapy Yes, is I learned how to love, and I know that sounds really cliche, but I learned how to love A, myself, Because I got to learn about myself. It's as simple as that. I think when you don't know yourself and you learn about yourself, all the trauma that you've been through, all the difficult times, the good times, like if your life is a book and you're the main character and you're you're seeing yourself develop throughout the years, you develop this sense of love and attachment for this main character. Yeah. And it makes you genuinely love the person that you are i think it has phenomenal ability to love myself because of therapy and if i hadn't gone to therapy i don't think i would be sitting here doing what i'm doing today or saying that i love myself because i was able to befriend myself and when you befriend yourself you start loving yourself More than anything, we hope that this episode has given you the right encouragement and the right support to go to therapy if you're not already in therapy. And if you are in therapy, how proud you should be for showing up for yourself and doing the work. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and are excited for the next ones to come. If you're not already following us on Instagram, please, please, please do so at 88mind underscore Mina. Thank you so much for listening.